Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Well, earlier this hour, Notre Dame got a new commitment. It had been a while, actually, since Notre Dame had a commitment. It was kind of to, you know, kind of starting to look like, man, are they going to get another one here pretty soon? But uh, a running back from Cincinnati committed, Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com here. Uh, to talk about that and more, I'll just uh, let you kind of fill in the blanks. Jabron Payne committed this afternoon. So what do you think? Well, this is an interesting pickup, Sean, because this is a kid that if you go look at his profile, he was a kid that originally, after a really good sophomore year, he plays in that uh, that league in, in uh, Cincinnati, the Catholic League. That's a, just an outstanding level of football. And even as a sophomore, um, you know, he was a kid that averaged 10 yards a carry, which is, you know, it's really, imp- really impressive when you mm-hmm. look at it. And then he missed all of his junior year. Uh, well, all but a part of one game of his junior year with a with an injury. He had a knee injury and then he missed most of his senior. year. He only had about 200 yards rushing this year. So he was a kid that kind of with all the injuries, he'd kind of fallen under the radar. His original top five, Sean, included Notre Dame and Alabama. Hmm and Penn State, right? So that's the kind of kid that that's the kind of kid that he was. And then of course, the injuries, no, Alabama backed off, Notre Dame backed off, and so he ended up committing to Indiana, who wasn't even a part of his original top 5. Yeah. And of course, that was Dylan McCullough. And so coach McCullough takes a shot on him and they build up a strong relationship and then he ends up coming to Notre Dame, coach McCullough does, and then uh, less than a month later, you saw uh, you saw Jabron Payne ask out of his letter of intent and Notre Dame did their due diligence to, to make sure that the injuries were, you know, stuff he was going to co- recover from. And then they went up and got him. And so uh, it, it's been an interesting kind of windy road for this young man, but if he's healthy, Sean, it's a really good football player. He was ranked as the number one fifty player in the country before he got hurt. Hmm. Uh, and that was off of his sophomore film. So, uh, really, really good pickup for Notre Dame. Gives them a fifth running back in this class. So, uh, re- really strong pickup. Well, and really good football player. This is a 2022 kid, so he's going to mm-hmm. be in training camp That's in right. August. And there's already a, a pretty stocked running back room. So, right. what, you know, what do you think about the overall composition of the room now when you add Payne to the mix? Well, I think it was needed, to be honest with you, because you really want to have five running backs on your roster. And when they made the decision not to bring uh, – Sebo uh, Flemister back, you know, I mean, you're, you're down a guy. Chris Tyree was banged up a lot last year. He's had concussions issues this spring. You know, Logan Diggs was banged up, banged up this offseason. I think it gets you back to a little healthier place on your depth chart from a number standpoint. The other part of it, too, is is I, I think with a guy like, like Jabron, because he has missed so much time, you don't have to rush him onto the field. Yeah. Right? You almost kind of look at it like, look, let's get him, shake the rust off, get him healthy. If he's good enough to play, then you play him. 
but if not, you're you're kind of okay because like normally, Sean, I do not like redshirting skill players. There's just no point. Running backs aren't going to stay in college for five years, and 99 times out of 100, if it's a kid that you want to stay for five years, right? right? This is just a look at Kyron situation. Williams, you know, right? And this is a unique situation because this kid has barely rushed for a, over a thousand yards for his entire career. I don't even think he has 200 career touches because of the injuries. So it's a situation where if he does kind of redshirt this year, you're like, look, this kid won't have the wear and tear on his body. This may be a kid that you can maybe have a little bit longer. So, uh, but he also could come in and if he is healthy and say, look, you know, hey, I want to play too. And he adds, it's it's interesting that you know the the you've got him and Jadarian Price now in the same class. And you say, okay, well, how, how how does that work? And and the comparison that I've that I used on our radio show tonight or our podcast tonight was, they are a more dynamic version of Sierra Wood and Theo Riddick. Hmm. We have two really different Jadarian prices that home run, like vertical, smooth, explosive guy. Uh, Jabron Payne is that, you know, that one cut guy with that thick lower, you know, body, the running back build that can line up in the slot and catch the football and do all those kind of things. It's really kind of eerie how much they resemble those two players. And and that's ideal because when you have two running backs that, that have somewhat different skill sets, there's a greater chance that you can actually use them together. And the more you can play guys together, the easier it is to keep a backfield of four or five guys happy because you can now find more roles for guys that can do different things. All right. So, again, Jabron Payne running back committing to Notre Dame. And, again, he'll be uh, he'll be on campus this summer going through the workouts and all that stuff and in training camp in August with the team. Can I add one quick yeah. note to that too, Sean? Sure. This also, because he's a four-star recruit, this actually, when you tabulate his points for the recruiting rankings, this actually jumps Notre Dame up to number six on the rivals ranking and up to number six on the two seven two four oh, wow. seven sports ranking. Okay, so it has an impact from a perception standpoint too. They went from seven to six, uh, so Notre Dame finished this past year with the number six recruiting class in the country on rivals. All right, and again, I mean, part of it is the connection that you get with Dylan McCullough, who was uh, brought here because Marcus Freeman brought him here. So um, Brian Kelly. Uh, we got some more reading material on Brian Kelly and Ross Dellinger uh, from Sports Illustrated did a piece on him and you know nothing quite like the two that we saw last you know the two articles we saw last week but at the same time a couple interesting quotes kind of jumped out and he Kelly says LSU would have moved on to the next candidate if he hadn't left when he did here's the quote quote Everybody is like, how can you leave your team? LSU controlled the timeline. It wasn't the Brian Kelly timeline. The Brian Kelly timeline would have been, hey, can you wait for me, hold the job open, because I'd like to hang around Notre Dame until we know what's going on with the rankings, end quote. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. So, first of all, I just it's just more of Brian Kelly blaming others. Well, it's not my fault. I would have stayed. Right. Now it's LSU's but fault. It's LSU, you know, had this timeline just like it was Notre Dame's fault that I didn't like like Notre Dame was not going to let Brian Kelly coach in the Sugar Bowl well, after 2009, right? And he like, also you know, didn't say I asked them to wait. He's right. posing this more as a hypothetical. And, and so. then the whole I'm going to hang around Notre Dame. That like sums it's like that scene right. from Rudy. You just summed up your sorry butt <laughs> career in, you know, one sentence, you know what I mean? It's like you hung around Notre. I'm going to uh -huh. hang around Notre Dame, right? Like, right. It just it just encapsulates how Brian Kelly always viewed Notre Dame. It was Sean. You and I have known each other a long time. This is was one of we my have, biggest complaints we? about. We have, <laughs> yeah. I mean, before I was coaching, then when I was coaching, and now back to this. Yeah. Uh, it's it. You know, and 
this has been arguably my biggest complaint about Brian Kelly's entire time. Brian Kelly never viewed Notre Dame the way that that I think you need to view Notre Dame. It's it's why he never embraced Lou Holtz. It's why he didn't embrace former players because he never really cared about the tradition. It was always about what can Notre Dame do for me. And it's the same boat now. But, you know, look, if you really cared about your players and your team, then here's what you'd say to LSU. No. Because unless he's an idiot, he looks around and he knows the landscape. Lincoln Riley's already gone. Billy Napier's already turned you down. Mel Tucker turned you down. If you don't want me, who are you going to hire? Where are they going to go? Yeah. Right? So so, so spare me the whole – but, you know, it'll get eaten up by the national media and all that kind of stuff. But I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he took it because, number one, he exposed himself for who we've always known to be. And, number two, if he wouldn't have left, and let's say LSU did call his bluff and hire somebody else, and we'd still be stuck covering Brian Kelly. And who knows what excuses we would have heard about <laughs> how this team isn't going to reach its potential in 2022 by the time we got to the end of the spring. Well, I mean, I – I think it's fair to say Notre Dame and LSU are both in better places now because of this. Do you? I, I would definitely agree about Notre Dame, for sure. <laughs> okay. For sure. So you're, not, you're not even going to say that, that, that Brian Kelly is a step up from, from Ed Orgeron, huh? I mean, look, Ed Orgeron won more games against top 10 opponents in 2019 than Brian Kelly won in 12 years in Notre Dame. Well, that's fair, but he also lost a lot of games for a year sure. and a half after that, right? Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah. When Brian Kelly went 4-8 not that long ago. No, that's right? true. That's so, true. hey, you know, I mean, and look, yeah, I mean, is LSU going to be better off? I guess, you know, I mean, it, Brian Kelly's going to bring more stability. I don't know if he's going to recruit as well as Coach O, but he'll bring more stability. They won't yeah. have – the kind of ups and downs like Coach O had. Because, look, they wanted to fire Orgeron before. If it wasn't for 2019, he never would have made it to 2021. Right. Like, right. he was on the hot seat going into 2019, and they just kind of they kind of caught caught fire. So, yeah, I mean, they're better off than they would have been, sure. You know, if I'm going to not be petty and, and be honest and objective, <laughs> yeah, they're better off. Uh, but it, it's, it's more about it, – he's more or less miles than he is – you know, a Nick Saban or anything like that. And and unfortunately, he won't be able to ride Nick Saban's coattails the way that Les Miles was because he's right. just not inheriting the roster. That roster's a mess. And it's good for him because now he has all the excuses in the world for why they're not going to be that good this year. No, that's exactly right. I mean, he was already laying that out, a, a, oh, yeah. you know, a few media pieces ago. Mm -hmm. Real, real, as quick as you can anyway, because I'm going to be – well, i tell you what, we'll, we'll just <laughs> – Let's save this for Monday because I'm up okay. against the clock a little bit Sounds here. Good. And I, and I, have, know that I, can't I have a feeling if I ask you this, we're going to go for a while. So, okay. so I can try. No, that's okay. Try. That's okay. okay. I, I appreciate it, though. And uh, so, again, the you know the big news, Jabron Payne running back out of Cincinnati committing. And I know that uh, you guys were just finishing up a live podcast, so I appreciate you uh, pushing back a little bit and jumping on with us to talk about it here. It was interesting. It was supposed to happen at 3 o'clock, so we started yeah. the live show at 3, and then he tweets out at 3.26, oh, I'm not doing it until 5, so we're like, okay, of course. show canceled, we'll see you back at 5. That's right. Uh, but uh, it was worth the wait. He's a good football player. Yep. All right, Brian, have a great Easter weekend, and I'll talk to you Monday, okay? Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. Take a timeout, SportsCenter update coming up, and then Vince and I have a rapid fire in the 6 o'clock hour on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 